0: Hello, my name is Joseph Hyatt, and this is a study on the effects of marijuana and the addiction thereof. I am age 21, and I am a marijuana addict. I smoke regularly, um, daily in fact, um, multiple times a day um, when I have marijuana, I prefer to just stay high, Um, and I'm going to be quitting, and I'm recording this as a motivation, and partially out of scientific curiosity for the amount of cognitive improvement that marijuana can have. <sighs> um, I have noticed that while smoking marijuana I am much slower um, I am unable to remember the things that I uh, that I' I'm, that I'm trying to say. And to be perfectly clear, I am I am under the influence of marijuana at, right now. I am right now, as of, as of this moment, smoking my last bowl, uh, and I'm sure you will notice that I'm not necessarily speaking as fluently as I might if I was not under the influence of marijuana. Um, but we'll we'll hopefully. You know, that's the purpose of this study is to see, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a progression almost. It's, I'm just trying to see how different my brain works and how, you know, how much more capable I can be without being under the influence. And, all right, I'm going to take a hit right now, and this is... This is my last bowl that I will be smoking for the duration of this study. I'm making this a 30-day study um, because a lot of scientific research says that four weeks without marijuana is enough to reset your tolerance level, even if you're a daily smoker like myself. I've been smoking since I was 17. (coughs) Started um, from a friend of mine in high school I believe I have an addictive personality, and, um, partially genetically inherited. Um, also because I had a slightly rough childhood, and I think that, uh, people who tend to come from more difficult backgrounds are more likely to pursue drugs. And marijuana is pretty much the only thing I've done. Um, I, it's not a gateway drug for me, um. I've been offered multiple types of drugs, but I, um, I don't want to, I, I've never been one to, I know myself. So I know that if I started to do something that was highly addictive, hell, I'm smoking marijuana right now, and I'm already classified as an addict, because I do it, and it, you know, affects the overall, you know, nature of my life. Um, I'm currently unemployed. Um, I find it difficult to do a lot of things I, 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 um, I also have anxiety and ADHD so that is another thing to, to put out there so it can be a little uncomfortable to be um, to feel how I normally feel so that's another another thing that started me on my way to using marijuana again the purpose the general purpose of this study is to show how marijuana can affect your ability to think linearly and how it affects and how it affects your memory so yeah i recently quit for 4 days and even in those 4 days i signif- i recognize a significant increase in my ability to think linearly and just you know hold a conversation and i, w- I felt much more active than i have in a very long time and mind you i 4 days <laughs> without smoking while it may not seem like a lot to people um, it's it's actually i mean When you smoke as much as I do, uh, it can be a long time because I'm used to smoking every few hours while I'm awake. So four days, you know, is a while. But, again, I noticed that I was much more active. And this is, is, again, what, what has prompted partially my motivation to quit. Because I don't like the person that I see myself becoming uh, as a marijuana addict, and I know that not everybody, you know, marijuana can be good for a lot of people um, if they use it in moderation. Again, when you become an addict, it means that you you don't use it in moderation, and marijuana can be a great thing when used in moderation. It's a great spark of creativity. It's you know it's it feels really good. Um, when you But when you start to use it a lot, it, you don't really notice those effects anymore. It really just becomes something you do just because you do it. I mean, and yeah, you, you feel it. It's not like you don't, but <clears throat> to be honest, you really don't feel that much. It feels like you really... For me, it just feels like I can sit down and do the same thing and just be comfortable and be satisfied pretty much not doing anything, which, as someone with ADHD, I find, but I also notice that it makes me very unmotivated, it makes it so so I don't really want to get up and do anything, like, you know, I I really don't, (laughs) like, I'm comfortable sitting down and watching television for extended amounts of time. And I know that that's the stereotypical lazy stoner type of approach, and maybe it's just me, or maybe it's there's a lot of people like me out there, who marijuana is not good for. <clears throat> and there's a lot of people who it might be good for, it, but I can tell you for one thing that for me, it's not. It's not a good thing. Um, so began my commitment to stop smoking marijuana, and to be entirely honest, I have tried to quit a lot but the availability of weed, um, is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty, it's almost like cigarettes, except, like, a little bit more expensive, um, and I do smoke tobacco as well, I don't plan on quitting that, um, anytime soon, uh, and I know some might say that's kind of ridiculous, but again, uh, smoking cigarettes doesn't, affect my life in the same way that uh, smoking weed does, at least not in the short term. <clears throat> and I am aware of the health risks of smoking cigarettes. I just don't give a fuck, just like everybody else who smokes cigarettes. But anyway, um, over the course of this study, I am going to hopefully show you through and myself um, through my own voice and this recording and these recordings um <coughs> that my cognitive ability improves when i'm not high and i know that might seem kind of silly to most people because they are aware of that you know when you're high you don't think as well everybody knows that but at the same time i'd like to record the exact effects and how i feel when I'm not high, and hopefully inform some people, you know, and as to why moderation is good with everything. All right. <laughs> All right. So over the course of this one, I'm just gonna be smoking. So onto the story. Um. Basically, uh, what happened is actually kind of a funny story. Um, in high school, well, I mean, I don't funny, but a little bit. <sighs> I had an acquaintance named Damien, and it, he uh, he was my friend, pretty much, or he became my friend, my best friend, actually, in high school. Um, I he, he was known as the, uh, you know, I was usually the kid who just mind his own business and just hang out in my own group and just, you know, get straight A's and, you know, just try to live my life, but when I turned 17, I noticed that, you know, a lot of kids seemed like they were having a lot more fun than me, (laughs) so I decided that, and I realized this is the last year I'm going to be a minor, you know, this is the last year I can pretty much get away with anything, minus murder, (laughs) so I pretty much decided that I would do all those things that I had been missing out on. And one of those things, of course, was alcohol, and the other thing was marijuana. So, Damien was known throughout the school as the guy who could get you alcohol and marijuana, if you wanted it. (coughs) So, I gave him a $20 bill, and I asked him to get me a bottle of whiskey, because... I had recently found a thing of tequila in my foster parent's home, and I, uh, I drank a little bit of it, um, not very much of it, but a little bit, and it felt good, and, you know, I wanted a little bit more, so, I, um, he, I went over to his house that night, and he had purchased a full gallon of Canadian Mist, which is like twelve dollars. <laughs> and it's disgusting. It's horrible, horrible fucking whiskey. Some of the worst that you can buy. No offense to Canadian Mist, I'm sure, you know. But yeah, it's cheap ass whiskey. Um, and as you guys know, cheap whiskey leads to hangovers, really bad ones. Um, as I know now. <laughs> first time drinking, really, my first time heavily drinking, um, so we proceeded to get shit face drunk, and he uh, he had marijuana, and I smoked a little bit with him, I had never smoked marijuana before that, so he kind of had to show me how to use the pipe, teach me how to roll a joint, but that's that's a technique that took me a little while to master as well as blunt rolling, although that's a lot easier. Um, the, he showed me how to, you know, put the carburetor, the, you know, where the, where to pack the weed. Don't like cough when you smoke. I blew out a lot of bowls, in my younger days. <laughs> um, and when I first started. I mean that first night I was mainly focused on the drinking. Oh, I barely cared where we for some alcohol, so we were just drinking, and we ended up drinking half of that gallon over the course of the night together. And I ended up blacking out, and his aunt and uncle had to come and help me uh, back in the house because I I was just laying in the grass out there. Um, We accidentally broke his laptop out there, um, somehow, that we don't, neither of us remember. Um, and they came out and tried to help me into the house, and apparently I was told that I was cussing them out and telling them that I didn't need their help, (laughs) as apparently drunk people do. Um, but they eventually got me inside and laid me down on the couch, and I woke up the next morning and had to walk home. (laughs) Uh, I ended up throwing up 3 times on the way and having to sit down and rest about the same amount of times. And when I got home, I took a shower and threw up in the shower and my social worker at the time was actually surprisingly cool. She I I guess everybody knows that it has to happen once, you know. There's there's always a time, you know. This is always a first time, and you never really know how to moderate that first time. You never know, you don't really know the effects if you're as uh, inexperienced as I was at the time, at least. <clears throat> so after that, me and Damien were pretty much thick as thieves. Um, that was a pretty bonding experience for us. He it's not the first time he had drinking a lot, but you know, he'd never drank with me before, and we had a good time, you know. We were laughing, listening to music. We both liked the same music. Um, you know, we had a lot in common. So it was, it was a nice little friendship. There we are. Um, <clears throat> so I started smoking. Um, and at first it felt really good. Like, you get these waves in your body. Um, it's like just waves of euphoria. And it's like you... You just, I don't know, you feel it lifting you up, and it just feels really good. Um, So that's why I started smoking heavily, because I like that feeling. And from then on, uh, I started smoking just as much as he did. Um, And he had been smoking for seven years. And that carried on until... I was and this was for like six months, um, while I was seventeen. And then I I gained an interest in joining the military. I was going to join the navy. I got a very high ASVAB score that qualified me for every single job in the Navy. Um so I could basically have my pick of the litter. Whatever job I wanted I could had. Um So I was going to choose to be a nuclear technician, of course, because acquired the highest score. And I've always loved the challenge and I've always loved to learn and, you know, just try to be the best. Um, So I quit for a while. I quit for a month a whole month before I had to go to, um, shit, you see, memory, again, uh, some with an M, fucking bitch, um, anyway, it's basically where the Navy, or any sort of, any part of the Armed Forces, um, checks you, checks that you're medically and mentally fit to serve in the military, Meps. Meps. There we go. Meps. Um, And come to that point, I quit smoking for a month, and I just moved into a new apartment. I just turned 18. Uh, I was waiting until I was 18, so I didn't have to get, like, some sick... Because I was a ward of the court um, since I was 5. So I turned 18, moved into an apartment, and I was waiting until I could sign the paper myself and join. And those recruiters were very eager to get me on board, as they as they always are, especially when you score high. But you know, um, and I was very psyched. I was very happy. Um, I had a surrogate father while I was in the while I was in group homes. Um, Adam Nelson. He uh, he was in the military, and he partially inspired me to join the military. And also the ISIS terrorist attacks. I just wanted. At that time, I was, uh, you know, I don't know, just feeling it as much as most Americans, you know, but also, I just wanted a place, because I felt alone and adrift after I got out of foster care, and I felt a need to join something that I could, you know, be proud of and be a part of. (coughs) And my choice was the Navy, because... Hey, you're out on a boat for fucking so many months and you can save money that way and I know that's that's the end uh, four years um, if I if I decided to do the minimum I was thinking of doing I just wanted to see if I liked it if I liked it I would have probably made a career out of it and done my full 20 got my pension retired at 40 and did what I wanted to do with my life after that. but it never came to that because again in my new apartment it was a program for people ex-foster kids ab12 with no parents no support system just you know having been raised in foster care um you basically, you have, you're pretty much on your own. And a lot of foster kids end up homeless and in prison because of that. You know, because after they turn 18, the court just pretty much throws them out on the streets. And they don't let you have a job when you're in the group homes. So, you know, <clears throat> it's a little difficult to, uh, <laughs> uh, to, you know, make that transition. So they made, you know, Transitional housing, um, and you had to either be in school or have a job, <clears throat> and I was in school at the time, and I was very adamant on joining the military. Um, so, I uh, I ended up finding, out of all things, I had been clean and dry. I hadn't even talked to my friend Damien. I pretty much, I realized that you know, being around him kinda and I realized my addictive personality so I wanted to just stay away from anything that would make me smoke weed because I didn't want to jeopardize my clean drug test to get into the military Um, so for that whole month I wasn't even talking to him Um, I didn't come over, I didn't really say or do anything with him Um, I just kept to myself but come the day I was cleaning out my closet and the previous tenant in that particular apartment had left a roach in the in the in the in the closet on top of the fucking thing. And I know this is kinda ridiculous, like why didn't you just flush it or just throw it outside? But to this day, I don't know why the fuck I, I smoked it. <laughs> and I know if you wait a month, if you only smoke once, it. the thing is, it was literally two days before my MEPS appointment. So, I think it was just self-sabotage. It was something like that. I don't know, man. But I I just missed it. I just fucked up and smoked, and from that point on, I was smoking just as regularly as I had before, and that carried on for three years, um, until now, (laughs) pretty much, I've pretty much tried to quit a few times since then, but I always come back to it in, like, two days, (laughs) um, that four day one was the longest period of time I hadn't smoked in, like, Four months, so, yeah. know. Um, but now I've made a commitment to stop smoking because I'm 21 years old now. And I've realized that if I continue to smoke, I um, I won't be getting anywhere in life. I won't be able to do the things that I know I should be doing. I won't be able to go out there and go to school and learn and live my life and do what I feel I need to do. Um, I want to go to school for anthropology and I want to become an archaeologist. Great thing about being a foster kid is you get school for free. So, you know, and you know, I'm 21 and I haven't even really started school. I didn't. I've never completed a full semester at school, and I need a master's degree to become an archaeologist. So the the least amount of time to get a master's degree really uh, is about six years, unless you just you know what you know I I I'm you know and that's being generous for most people, <coughs> but. Um, that means at minimum, because it's already halfway through the school year, I would be kind of, uh, you know, I have to start at 22, basically. I'd be 22 by the time the next semester starts, or almost 22, (laughs) which means I'd be 28 when I graduated and with a master's degree which and I could have been 25 if I started when I was 18 like I should have I enrolled in summer in the summer semester right out of high school but I that was the same time that I started smoking heavily again and I just couldn't make myself go it was like I just couldn't do it and I realize now that marijuana, and partially, to be honest, my anxiety. I have very bad anxiety, very bad social anxiety. I find it very difficult to be around a lot of people. And this is this has psychological roots because, as a as a kid, I often was by myself. I, I don't really have parents to speak of. I, uh, I, I just I'm by myself more or less. I have my girlfriend now, that's about it, you know, I've been alone pretty much my whole life, so I'm used to being alone, Um, and I'm not used to being around a lot of people, and it it makes me very uncomfortable, but I try to, you know, put myself in situations where I'm forced to be around people I don't know, and people who, you know, are just whatever, and... I want to improve that as well, you know, and I find myself able to do that a lot more when I'm not smoking, and they say weed's supposed to help with anxiety, but I find that it doesn't for me, Um. but I don't know, maybe that's just me, it does help with my ADHD, cause I will be up and around and moving and doing shit. If I, you know, like all day, I like will be pacing. I'll be, I can't sit still and watch TV for more than like ten minutes at a time. I'll be reading for like fifteen minutes, and, you know, I don't know, just doing something else. I mean, I don't play a video game for like thirty minutes and go back to reading. <laughs> listen to music, now that I'm unemployed, you know, I don't really have much else to do right now other than fill out applications, and I have been doing that, um, I'd like to get my, my piss clean, um, at the moment, and for those of you wondering, I am staying with my girlfriend, uh, at the moment. And we are both... We're, we both smoke just as heavily as the other. And she's also unemployed at the moment. And we live in her parents' house. Um, so, yeah. This is basically... But, yeah. This is basically a, a life improvement story, hopefully. Hopefully, by the end of this, I'll have a job. And I'll be exercising regularly. I'll be doing things for myself that'll be a lot healthier and a lot wiser, a lot more a lot better decisions than I I make. And I, I can't blame it all on the weed, but I can tell you that it definitely saps my motivation and makes me not want to do anything. And I know a lot of people say you gotta fight it, but I just don't I guess I just don't have that type of willpower when I'm high. <laughs> i just rather sit down and smoke weed and just do what I want to do <laughs> like, than do what I need to do. And, you know, my surrogate father always used to say, do what you need to do before you do what you want to do. And all the time. That's what I got to do. I got to do what I need to do and grow the fuck up and become an adult. I'm 21 now. I mean, there's only so many years before I become a stereotype. I know 21's a little old to still be, I'm I'm living with my girlfriend's parents, and since I'm unemployed, I don't even pay rent right now, I just help out around the house and do whatever I need to do, um, and whenever I do have money from the odd jobs I do around, you know, to just make sure I have money, um, I, you know, I try to buy dinner for everybody, and just, you know, help out as much as I can, um, but anyway, <sighs> I, oh, this is, this is, this, this is pretty much going to go on until I'm done with this bowl, by the way, <sighs> and I'm getting, might be this one, might be the next one, but I think it might be, well, we're about halfway through this one, so, probably not this one, it just rained for about 30 seconds and stopped. Suddenly, just as suddenly as it started. That's California for you. <laughs> I call it California rain because that's, that's very common around here. At least as far as I've noticed. And I used to live in Alaska for a few years um, when I was younger. California weather is absolutely nothing compared to Alaskan weather. Granted, I've lived in California for a while now. Um, I used to live in California before I moved to Alaska, but when I moved back, I pretty much readjusted to California weather. Um, So I'm still a California boy, but I recognize that Alaska um, is definitely a lot (laughs) A lot colder. But uh, just for basic information, um, this is a study. Again, this is a study on my ability to think clearly and also my addiction and how it formed to marijuana. Um, it's not necessarily um, scientific in nature. I'm not going to be talking about like cannabinoids and you know fucking THC and how it affects the brain and stuff. I'm just speaking of my personal experience with marijuana and how it has affected. How I experience the world. And... You know. Um, And also, through these voice recordings, I hope to actually listen to a difference in how I think. Uh, And how easily it is to... And how easy it is to hold a train of thought. And how... How much less ums and uhs and pauses that I have while speaking. Unless they're natural. I can tell you one thing. Marijuana definitely does not improve the looks. Uh, As I said, I recently quit smoking. um, For about... Well, I mean quit smoking. Uh air quotes right there, <clears throat> um, for about four days, but my girlfriend, since it's Valentine's Day, bought some weed, and I proceeded to smoke, and also, I just got this idea today to do this, um, and I decided, well, I'm up, I decided to smoke today, not necessarily because it was Valentine's Day, um, but, I mean, I had already smoked a little bit today, but I wasn't planning on smoking anymore until I realize I should probably, if I'm going to start this, that I should probably start it when, you know, I'm, like, it's kind of cheating. I already quit for four days, but it really doesn't make a difference necessarily. I'm just as high as I would be, you know, normally right now. Um, And the purpose of this is to show how different... It is from being high to being completely clean, and that's four weeks, and not four days. Um, I'm not gonna do one of these every day, but I will do well. Yeah, I will do one when I notice a, an increase in my cognitive ability. And it took four days for me to notice that the last time, so expect one in about that amount of time. That's the sound of a bowl that's nearing its end. You can hear it suck towards the bottom more when it's less full. Not suck- but anyway, I think this will be the last one because the bowl is nearing its end. Um, We're about three minutes in. Alright, finish this bowl. using a text-to-speech <coughs> to record this right now, and uh, <coughs> I gotta tell you, it's very inaccurate. <laughs> I'm using it so I can read it over and edit it if I need to. It's much easier listening to the whole. All- listening to all the recordings. <coughs> Actually to be honest this bowl bigger than that, but I might... My I mean it it's almost alright, um So I used to be able to remember numbers very well. Um like very well. Uh I still remember Hamlet soliloquy from when from twelfth grade. At least there's that. Um And it was the longest one. I chose to memorize that just because I could, and I felt like a fucking show-off. I'm not going to recite it for you guys because it might take a while. But, you know, I don't know. I used to be able to remember numbers. Like phone numbers, long, crazy Wi-Fi passwords, and all that nonsense. Um, just reading them once and just, they'd be there. Um, (coughs) and I've noticed since I started smoking weed, I can't even remember four digit combinations. (laughs) Um, so, (coughs) hopefully that'll improve as well. I'll be testing myself on that. Um, and over the course of this, I'll be doing a lot of research on, um, Though I said this wouldn't be very scientific. It's going to be an amateur scientific study. It's not going to be 100% scientific, but the point of this is to see how my experience and my cognitive ability improves. So, (coughs) I have to perform tests on myself to see if and how and how much they are improving. And in what areas. (coughs) So... Um, hopefully I'll be a little bit of a better speaker when I'm not high. Um, (coughs) Uh, shit. (coughs) Yeah, this is a big fucking bull. It might be another one. Shit! I swear the tenth one is is going a bit far. So this is definitely gonna be the last one. <coughs> um. I know. I said before I might edit these, but I don't think I'm gonna edit them. <laughs> um. I just upload them to YouTube or something, um, I guess you'll see, but, um, <clears throat> I guess we'll see, um, All right, so this bowl is officially out. Oh. <clears throat> All right, my last bowl. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs>